We apologize for the quality of today's audio. There was an issue with the recording device used in today's episode. Thank you for your continued support. Welcome, you're listening to the Leading Hope Podcast. My name is VJ Williams here with my friend and pastor, Kevin Jack. Thank you for joining us and taking time out of your day to become a better leader. If you're new to the podcast or haven't yet subscribed, it'd mean the world to us if you did that now. Also, post about it, rate and review every week. Man, it matters so much. Uh, And this gets to the hands of so many more leaders just like you. Also, share it with a friend on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Uh, And visit leadinghope.online to get updates and find out more about the Leading Hope community. Today, we continue our series, Kevin, Ego, Identity, and Leadership. This is episode 137, Increasing confidence uh one three seven circle oh yeah thank, thank you. you yeah appreciate yeah. that so um so increasing increasing confidence. confidence so you already have it maybe i mean you can increase it even if it's at nothing okay zero into a one i increased okay there we go good clarify so uh in this series we're talking about who you are as a leader we're talking about not the ability of your leadership even though we're going to kind of jump into that a little bit today we're talking about the essence of who you are as a leader and today we're going to jump into the ego portion of the conversation and that's really last week we touched on identity and these next two even three weeks we're going to stay focused on ego and typically The conversation around ego is that ego is bad. You need to get rid of your ego as a leader. Uh, Ryan Holiday even wrote a great book called Ego is the Enemy. If you're interested in stoicism and all his thoughts on that, it is. It's actually way fun. And it is a problem. Too much ego becomes arrogance. Too much arrogance becomes narcissism. Narcissism makes the world a terrible place. But we're going to get into that next week. Today, I want to take a little bit of a different turn in the idea that you may not need to reduce your arrogance. You might need to increase your confidence. Mm. And so here's the idea that toxic leaders, unhealthy leaders, typically do not lack ego. That's part of the problem. They typically do not lack that confidence. And here's the idea, that if there are unhealthy leaders who are effective at leadership, what we need is we need healthy leaders to be willing to lead. If the people who are good, if the people who are healthy people, if the people who want best for others and not merely themselves, aren't willing to step up and lead, aren't willing to step up and make an impact. And if they lack the confidence to do that, then automatically the world becomes a worse place. So today is in essence a plea to say, hey, those of you who have been on the sidelines, those of you who are a little unsure, those of you who are going, ah, they do that, but I can't do that even though what they're doing is actually kind of terrible and they're using people left and right to say, we need you to lead. And today I want to give you the confidence or help you help yourself to build the confidence that you're able to step into that leadership. But first, I want to, I want to kind of give a surrounding picture as to why we maybe don't do that. Why have the good people sat on the sidelines in the leadership game and allowed the world at times to become worse, allowed not world as a whole, their community, their office place, even at times their family, 
to become worse because they haven't stepped into it. Um, I want to talk for just a second, V, and then we'll get into some specific steps about satire culture. Good? Yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah. Satire culture. So satire culture uh, is the idea that everything is a joke. Satire is the form of humor that becomes a criticism of the state of the world. And satire is, for satire, nothing is sacred. For satire, everything is up for a joke, up to be criticized. Part of this is, could we acknowledge, like a really good thing. Yeah. Like, uh, historically, it has typically been the comedians who were always willing to call out the leaders for their faults and failures. Right. Where everyone else is kind of, oh, we'll get in line behind the power. It was satire that enabled us. But it can also have this negative piece that, um, that when everything becomes a joke, when nothing becomes sacred, when nothing is serious, then no one wants to step into that. Because as soon as you step into a position of authority, a position of leadership, now you are game for that criticism. Right. Uh, I learned this years ago uh, when I was a youth pastor and a number of kids in my youth group who were bar none hilarious, like oh so funny. And it didn't matter where we were, it didn't matter what event they were at, they had jokes. <laughs> and I was there to laugh at it. And then I realized we couldn't form anything. Mm. We couldn't build anything because what was actually taking place, while it was always funny, we were too busy criticizing everything that had already been built in order to build it ourselves. Yeah. And it is satire culture, what it does in a good way is it removes power and flattens people. In a bad way, it flattens people. Yeah. And it reduces the aspiration, it reduces the desire of others to step up and make an impact. Uh, there's a phrase in uh, Australian culture. Uh, is that fun? It I is. just referenced Australian yeah. culture like it's a thing and I really know it. Yeah. But the phrase, is, um, <laughs> the phrase is tall poppies. And it comes out of this idea of this history thing that the ruler was walking through and he felt like the nobles in the area were going to rise up. And so he walked through and he just started trimming off all the tall poppies, all the plants, the flowers that had grown up, started trimming them off. And it was the cue for his general to go out and to kill all the other nobles because there was risk of them rising up. So they still use this term today of tall poppies. Yeah. And it's this idea of we need to flatten the people who want to rise up. Mm. Now, that in an environment in which toxic leadership thrives, yes, let's have satire. Yes, let's, let's make sure that people's ambition doesn't exceed their character and their ability. But it comes really problematic when it's so invaded, uh, let me speak of it like this, when it's so invaded church cultures and church communities that now satire, tall poppies, criticism, has now become the thing that is the obstacle for good people wanting to take steps forward in their influence, in their impact, in the things that they want to make. It, it comes like this in your head. It comes through ideas of like, well, who am I to do that? Or I don't want to do that because they'll criticize that. Why would I ever think that people would follow me in this? And I want to say, like, if that's you, if that's where you are, then what you really need to do is you need to increase your confidence. You need to focus on, hey, I need tangible steps that will help me see myself more as a leader, that help me see my ability more clearly 
Because if someone is going to lead, could I just say it like that? Someone is going to lead somewhere. And if they're bad people, the world becomes a worse place. And the response to bad leadership is not no leadership. The response to bad leadership is good, healthy, positive leadership. Yeah. And so I want to help you increase your confidence. So let me give you three ways today that you can focus on increasing your confidence. You may not need all three. My guess is you might need at least one. And I want to start first with the mental aspect of confidence. So a tangible thing that you can do to increase your confidence. I learned about this a couple years ago, honestly, from Craig Rochelle in a series that he did. This is it's not his unique idea. I want to be clear on that. But he was the one who I first heard it from. Practical way to increase your confidence, number one, is declarations. Yeah. Declarations <laughs> being statements of truth that are deliberately used to combat lies that we had previously believed. Uh, Craig Rochelle did a series on this uh, called Words to Live By. He wrote a book on it later yep. as any good church series because, I mean, like, you yeah. have a bang out church series. Yeah. Why don't it become a book? Yeah. And so the book became Winning the War in Your Mind if you want to get a copy of that. But it was this idea it, for him. It was he starts every day with deliberate crafted statements for him from the word of God that are designed to combat the lies that he would have a tendency to believe. And so it is speaking truth about your identity to combat the lies that would cause you to decrease, to diminish your potential and your significance. V, anything you want to talk about with declarations? No, keep going, keep going. Cool. So that is a, that is a mental aspect of it. It's a hey, daily declarations, waking up every day and simple statements of, hey, I am loved by God. I am valued infinitely. I have potential of what God is calling me to do. I am called to something significant in my life. Simple statements like that. Not, not you can, like, please, could I just say it like this? Yeah. If you're not a person of faith, don't make up your daily declarations not from God's truth because you don't know what's true. Right. Is that like, don't wake up and say like, I am a positive, good person. You might not be. <laughs> could we acknowledge that? Yeah. I'm saying you're loved by God. That doesn't mean you're good at like, I am truthful and correct in all the things I say. <laughs> Hold up. So, Those are not declarations. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I mean. not so that's a mental aspect to say, hey, to increase your confidence by speaking truth over your own life. A second way to increase confidence, and this is the competence aspect of it, okay? Those words are similar. Increase your confidence through the competence, the ability aspect of this. And that is simply the second way is get reps get repetitions doing the things you need to do good. as a leader. And um, this is, I, I get the opportunity and I'm so thrilled with this opportunity. It was, it kind of came upon me suddenly is I have a bunch of young pastors who text me, ask me questions, send yep. me emails, want notes. And I'm so thrilled to actually be in that face because yep. I benefited from others doing that for me. But I'm always like, I, one of the most frequent conversations I have is people who don't feel like they're a fit for the role that they're in. Yep. And I want to say, you're 23. Yeah. Yeah. Get over it. <laughs> like, I don't, and I don't say that like cynically, negatively. Like, I, I want to be clear, like, you don't know what role you're a fit for. Right. And so bask in the opportunity to as do as much variety of things 
as you could possibly do. Like, this is a good thing. One of the greatest gifts that was given to me is that my first position in ministry was not at a large church where I was a specialist. It was at a small church yeah. in which I could do a thousand different things. Yeah. I got to, I kind of started our staff meetings with three of us. I got to be a part of planning worship services. Yeah. I got to lead meetings for our youth ministry team. I used our youth group to start a family worship service. And so I got connected on all these yep. different things. The skill set that I developed from repetition, and let me be clear, those first meetings I ran, they were bad meetings. Yeah. I had no idea what I was doing. There is no way to get good at something if you're not bad at something yeah, first. Yeah, that's good. And so, but as I did that over and over again, uh, if I share it like this, uh, one of the things that we love doing is we love offsites with our team. Yes. First offsite I led, whoo, bad. Yeah. Like it did it not. It was off. Like I say it seriously, like oh. I didn't know how to navigate the conversation. I didn't know how to manage the personalities. I didn't know how to maintain energy. By one o'clock, we were done. <laughs> Like, we were fried, and it, we hadn't accomplished that much. I'm not saying I'm great at it, but I'm at least competent in it now right, right. because I've done it enough times. And I say there is no excuse for just repetitions in the things that you need to Good. do. Um, there is a huge difference between a speaker who has confidence and one who doesn't. Yes. I'm not saying ability. Okay, I'm not saying there's, a, there's obviously a difference between a public speaker who has ability, but you know if a public speaker has confidence in what they're saying, and you feel that confidence. Like, as a listener, it would say for me, like, if they get up there and I go, I don't know if they're going to make it through it. Even more importantly, I don't think they think <laughs> they're going to make it through yeah. it. But even if their content struggles, even if their delivery isn't spot on, if they walk up there and I go, I feel, like, I feel like I'm in good hands. It makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. And you can't get there without repetitions. Yes. And so I would say, like, if you want to increase your confidence, you go, I don't feel great about this. Well, how many reps do you need to get there? There's the infamous 10,000-hour rule in order to become a genius. I said that word poorly. In order to become a master at something. This came from Malcolm Gladwell. And there's a whole bunch of other ideas behind it, but say, hey, 10,000 hours in a given craft, in a given field, makes you an expert. How many hours in are you? Yeah. Like for the thing that you're doing that you want to be good at, how many hours have you done in it? If you're at 10, don't be surprised when you're low confidence. Right. Increase your reps, you'll gain confidence. And then the third piece on here is to increase your self-awareness. So declarations, get reps, and the third one, increase your self-awareness. Awareness and awareness of your natural gifting of your natural personalities will make you feel more confident in what you operate in. And uh, I just want to put in here as a note, personality testing is great when it is used as a tool, not a crutch. It is great when you go, oh, this is how I'm wired. This is what brings me energy. This is the things I'm drawn to. But never, ever, ever when you say, I can't do that because I'm an INFP or I can't do that because I'm a seven. Yeah. I can't do that because I actually should be in the house of Slytherin, not Griffin. <laughs> there you go. Sorry, that was fun for me. <laughs> so I believe increasing your self-awareness, personality testing is one way. Feedback loops are another way of consistently asking people a question we said before. What's it like to be on the other, other side. side of me? Man, when one. you get into those things, all those increase your confidence. V, I left you five minutes. What do you want to jump into? Well, I'm going to start right there because uh, the declarations seem... 
uh, while it seems obvious, we don't do it enough. So that's an obvious thing that we yeah. probably all need to get better at. Uh, getting reps, obvious statement, right? Like you want to be better at something, practice. Yeah. Not talking about a game. <laughs> talking about practice. But you got to do it, right? Getting reps. Uh, but let's talk more about the increase your self-awareness. And then I have one other question after this. Go. Uh, but increasing your self-awareness. So you can take this, this, this test. That's helpful. Yeah. Not, not the all, all, almighty way to do it. There's, they're, they're helpful. Um, uh, there's other ways you can you know, ask people, sit on the other side of people. But at the end of the day, uh, we, don't, we don't generally like or enjoy that part of, you know, declaration sounds great. Yeah. God loves me. Yeah. I'm, God is for me, right? Like getting reps. Yeah, let's go do this. This is fun. Self-awareness, not fun. <laughs> so talk about how you can make it well, at least like something that you want to, uh, to do. Uh, give us a, some tips or something to help us become more self-aware. Well, this is what I found. Sorry. When you say self-awareness, not fun, uh, most people would disagree with you, and this is why. Because when they do personality strengths testing, they really only see all the strengths and positives. Right. But <laughs> I'm talking about... over the right. weaknesses. But that's what I'm, I'm, no, talking, great, I'm like, talking on the other I side of it. I took a strengths test. Yeah. It told me I'm terrible at these things, and I use people all the time, and I isolate <laughs> myself. But that's not what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 right, right. So, I mean, that's the part, right? Talk about that for a second. How do we, how do we make that uh, actual helpful for us? Yeah, so let's say it as uh, personality testing is helpful for understanding how you're wired in your makeup. It is uh, infinitely superior to that. Yeah. Are feedback loops from those who are close to you. Yeah. And so uh, could we just like uh, make it all nitty gritty right now? Yes. Ready? If... Uh, if you want to know the essence of who you are as a leader, uh, if you're married, ask your spouse. Yeah. If you have a roommate, ask your roommate. Yeah, that's good. If, like, I mean, it is to go to your family members because um, it is easy, easy work-wise for me to operate, for people to see more of my gifting than my character. Yeah. My family is aware of my gifting. My family is far more aware of my character. Yes. And so if that's I want to know if I'm actually good and healthy, I ask them. Yeah. That's good. Uh, last thing. I we should we get, ask no. them. <laughs> yeah. I said that too strongly. <laughs> yeah. We've got two minutes. This is a speed, speed answer, but needs to be longer, so this may be something Turtle, else. Turtle, seven up. You ready? Uh, <laughs> you, you started this whole thing with saying those who are on the sidelines. Yeah. And uh, you said you made the statement of identity needs to be built on your desired contribution uh, rather than your criticism. Let's make this really practical okay. in the church. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of people who aren't leading because they lack confidence or don't think they can do it, but, are, but, but do see the issues. They see the problems and, and want to be part of the solution. They lack the confidence to step up and, and be empowered to do that. Um, uh, who are they and how do we help them see uh, that they are part of the, 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 the solution? Um, okay, so we're talking just church? Yes. Cool. Um, the gospel, the message, Jesus came, died, resurrected, forgiveness, freedom, eternity. That, I made that really short. Yes. The gospel is essential because everyone is broken, including you. Yeah. And so... The, I always feel like in church world, there's this shock when everyone's not perfect. There's the shock when everyone's not perfect embedded, like wedded to the idea that the gospel is essential. Yeah. The reason why the gospel is essential is because everyone's not perfect. 
including you. And so I, I think there's this dual thing of to say like, if you're, if you're aware of the potential problems in there, I wholeheartedly believe that that's part of God's gifting on your life. God's gifting is most revealed in your areas of frustration with the world because you see what's wrong. And so I really view it as you have a responsibility to make a difference that should be coupled with humility that you have the potential to create a negative impact. When we grasp those two together, I have a responsibility to do something. And I also have the potential to make a negative impact. When we can combine gifting with humility is when we have the potential for goodness and greatness simultaneously. That's fantastic. We'll leave it there. Uh, actually, do you want to wrap this whole, the whole thing up? Yeah, let me just say it simply as your lack of confidence might be your issue. Your overconfidence might be your issue. We'll get to that next week. Your lack of confidence might be your issue, and your confidence can be developed like anything else. That's it for episode 137, Increasing Confidence. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you're new to the podcast or haven't yet subscribed, and mean the world to us if you did that now. Also, post about it, rate and review, or both. You won't believe how that helps get this in the hands of so many more leaders just like you. We love hearing your stories of how the podcast is working in your life or business. If you have a story, visit leadinghope.online and send that to us now. We would love to hear from you. And remember, everyone has 20 minutes to learn to become a better leader. Make it count.